Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In a week where we finally emerge from our period of mourning over the retirement of Stuart Broad, this is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. It, it, you know, it, it does make me feel proud to, to have 150 test, test wickets against the Aussies, to be in that sort of category, um, you know, with Warney and, and Glenn above. Um, and uh, I've loved every minute of, 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 against Australia, for sure. Apart from Mitchell Johnson bowling at Brisbane, that was horrific. <laughs> You're here with Kat Jones and Dan Lipke and, and the retiring Stuart Broad. Who has perfect comic timing. He's very good. He's going to be a fantastic commentator. I can't wait. I mean, I'm very sad that he's no longer no longer playing, of course, but he's uh, yeah, he's going to be a brilliant commentator. He make, you make it a bit serious, don't you think, when he's commentating? Some of them do settle down. Yeah. Well, he's already had a couple of stints in the commentary box and he, he was very entertaining there. So, but yeah, hopefully he doesn't settle down. Hopefully he's still a little bit feisty and yeah. has a sense of humour about things. And Broad, of course, finished his career with a six off the final ball he faced and a wicket off, off the final ball he bowled. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty impressive, impressive mm. way to go out. If you're going to go out, you can't do much better than taking a wicket with your final ball and hitting a six from the final one you face. That's, that's fantastic. And, of course, um, kind of just looking back over his record in the Ashes, uh, particularly in England, mm. he didn't miss a single test out of a possible 25 he could have played over from his basically Ashes debut. He played every single Ashes test in yeah. England over that 14 years period, which is, which is kind of amazing. That's incredible that he, he didn't have to skip one. And nope. Not <clears throat> very much injury in his career. Yeah, is, is yeah. And, and, like, in between Ashes, he tended to, you know, every now and then he'd be dropped or he'd be rested or rotated. Yeah. Not during the Ashes. The Ashes, he, he always wanted to play, so. He was a specialist. He was, he was. He was inventing new things right up until his very last match. Yeah, even in the final match he uh, came up, well, or at least popularised. I, I said he came up with the idea of swapping the bales around and some people said, no, 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 this has been going on in district cricket for years. It's <laughs> fine, fine. He, he, brought it, he brought it to popular attention, uh, just the idea of if I need a bit of good luck, I'll just swap a couple of bales around, see what happens. And somehow, because he's Stuart Broad, it worked twice in the one test. He got a wicket immediately after... Uh, 
after doing that switcheroo. Surprising he didn't come back out of retirement just because he's got this new method of taking wickets. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously now everybody's going to be doing, like, mm. there's no test cricket for the foreseeable future, but as uh, as soon as test cricket returns, and maybe it'll happen in white ball cricket as well, people will start swapping bales at every opportunity and it'll be very funny for, like, two or three more weeks <laughs> and then uh, then the ICC will have to crack down on it because it'll slow the game down too much. I'm That's sure. right. The overrates will go even slower than before. Yes. Anyway, it is terrible for Broad to retire just when he's still at the peak of his comedy powers. Yes, yes. I mean, I did officially do a countdown of the, the 40 funniest cricketers of all time and Stuart Broad managed to be both second on that list and first on that list, <laughs> which is uh, kind of a testimony to how funny he was. And I, I stand by both those de- decisions. So uh, congratulations, Stuart Broad, on a great cricket career and more importantly, a great comedy cricket career. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. Lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket. As always, we only have time to cover one thing and mm. it's the end of the ashes. Yeah. It's, it's the ashes of, of the ashes. The ashes of the ashes. I mean, it, it has almost faded from memory now a little bit because <laughs> it's been like a, what, a couple of weeks now since it's that's since right. it all ended. Women's football's taken over since Yeah, then. yeah, that's all we care about these days. But uh, if, if we do cast our minds back, uh, going into that fifth test at the Oval, England uh, England were desperate for a win because they wanted to, to level the series to, mm. to a piece and deny Australia a series victory and, of course, you know, take the moral high ground after after they dominated in the fourth test that uh, rain prevented them from winning, cruel rain. Yes. And, uh, of course, Stokes not declaring. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, of course, Australia wanted to win or, or at least get a draw to win the entire series outright. So, uh, yeah, so everything to play for in that final test, which turned out to be kind of the entire series in miniature, I, I, I felt. It's always good when the last test has some bearing on the entire mm. series. Mm. I mean, the entire series in miniature maybe except Cummins won the toss, yes, right? He yes, he won the toss and uh, therefore Australia bowled first. And, of course, England came out and batted like absolute maniacs on that first day. They were they only batted for 54.4 overs uh, before crashing to a halt. But in that time, they'd put on 283 runs, which was very impressive. A perfect ODI mm. innings. Exactly. And then uh, then Australia decided that just, just to kind of rub in or accentuate the point, they were just going to bat almost precisely half as fast. Yep. So they just came out and they batted very slowly and very determined to bat England out of the game. And th- this was pretty much their plan the entire series. It's just like, well, if you're going to bat like maniacs, we're mm. going to bat slow and see if we can wear all your bowlers out and see you know, if, if, if that will get the job done, if we'll just you know, wear, wear your bowlers down and absorb all the mm. thrashing that you do. And it didn't. It was an actual tactic, but it didn't quite work in this test because they had a, a bit of a middle-order collapse. But they still did end up uh, ahead of England's first-inning score. They, they reached 295 all out. In, in, you know, basically twice as many overs. Yeah. And, of course, this tactic, you know, mm. everyone immediately assumes Australia was batting as fast as they could possibly yeah. bat. Yeah. As if half as fast would be as fast as they could bat. Yeah. It was completely ridiculous mm. that nobody recognised this might have been deliberate. Mm. But anyway, uh, then, of course, England came back and thrashed some more runs out, <laughs> yes. as they do. Yeah. And they, this time they, they got 100 runs more. So they basically set Australia 384 runs for victory over the course of two days. And that would have been 
Yeah, all, all the, pretty much any run chase is a is a record run chase if you tighten the restrictions enough. So this would have been mm. a, a record fourth innings chase in England or something for Australia, uh, and they mostly looked on target to get there. They were they were batting like the the openers put on 135 between them, Warner and Kawaja, and uh, looking very solid on that fourth day the of, of the final match. And then the rain came. The rain turned against Australia. It had been their yeah. friend uh, in the previous tests. In this one, uh, just as they were kind of cruising along, it, it came and washed out the end of the fourth day. That's right. You'd almost think that the rain was a random variable. Almost, yeah. Almost. Yes. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps it's, it's not favouring either team. No, but perhaps. I mean, England said it was favouring yeah, Australia. Very, 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 uh, very difficult to believe. And of course, it came back again when, uh, you know, Smith and Head at one point put on a, a, a neat partnership of 69, which again seemed to be getting Australia within range of victory. And then again, the rain came and washed out another session. And yeah. uh, But more important than the rain. Did we have a controversy? We did have a controversy in the final test. And this was uh, the great the great ball change controversy, and this was uh, got, got most of Australia whinging like absolute crazy. Mm. It was fantastic. Uh, a ball from uh, Mark Wood hit Usman Khawaja in the head, uh, which kind of ruined the ball uh, <laughs> because it had yes, smashed into t- his helmet. Just how much shine did Khawaja take off the old ball? <laughs> all of the head? shine, apparently. Amazing. He, he smashed it into his head. The umpires had a look at all the balls in the box. They chose one that they thought was the the, the closest or the most similar. Yeah. Turned out not to be it turned out that this one swung a lot more than the previous one and uh then all hell broke loose as england started taking wickets with the ball and uh every australian commentator in vicinity uh started complaining and moaning it was all very tedious i mean that's it was uh, anyway but england got lucky uh, with the ball, perhaps, mm. and they also bowled pretty well. Yep, Wokes and exactly. Ali bowled England to victory. Yep, yep. So, yeah, Ricky Ponting was calling for an investigation. We had Callum Ferguson and Ian Healy back in the Channel 9 studios. Uh, they were ranting and raving. Until and was, until they were put on mute by everyone in Australia. <laughs> yes, it was all, all very tiresome. But uh, England did end up winning the test by 49 runs and the series was therefore a two-all draw. So, um, yeah, a fantastic series result, fantastic final test. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, we haven't even had a chance to talk about... There were crazy things in this test. Like yeah. there was Steve Smith was run out by Johnny Bairstow, except he wasn't because Bairstow had somehow just flicked the bail off with his gloves as he was gathering the ball. And then Ben Stokes did a Herschel Gibbs on the final <laughs> day, catching it and then dropping it as he tried to celebrate. And, and then, then he re- reviewed Reviewing it. the drop. <laughs> yeah, so lots of crazy stuff in the final test. Lots of crazy stuff in the series, of course. Yeah, strong series candidate for future Ridiculous Ashes podcasts, Definitely. I, I hope. Anyway. Definitely, we've had a lot of people asking when we're going to do it. We usually mm. like to, uh, you know, ruminate on these things, let, let them settle, get mm. a bit of distance. But uh, there are a lot of people asking for Alex and I to do our ridiculous ashes on this one uh, ASAP. So we'll we'll see what we can do there. Well, in the ashes off year, we always need a ridiculous ashes mm. podcast. It's, yep. it's a long time to wait for it the next indeed. ashes series. So the, uh, in the for, as, when it came to the results for this series, we had a two wicket win, a forty three run win, a three wicket win, and a forty nine run win so that's mm. they're, they're the four like they're the four tests that actually counted uh we did have the exhibition match uh, the fourth test where it was always destined to be a draw I, I i know it was always destined to be a draw because uh every england cricket fan i've encountered has assured me that ben stokes could have done nothing there was no possible way for england to win it therefore it was always doomed yeah. to be a draw of so course. uh yes so four live matches and uh incredibly close results in all of them but luckily this series is in fact decided upon the test championship points mm. and in this case i think australia is twice as good as england yes if you consult the the world test championship table a 
Australia earned 18 points to England's rather sad nine points. Uh, and, of course, the, the difference between the two teams there is based on overrates with uh, England uh, apparently far, far, far slower than Australia. I, I can't even believe that. How on earth could Australia have been fast enough to avoid that same penalty? <clears throat> well, this is because Usman Khawaja went knocking on the ICC's door halfway through <laughs> one of the tests and said, hey, if we bowl them out in less than, I don't know, 80 overs, can we just have that not count? And the ICC said, sure. <laughs> and since England basballed everything, they never had had it for 80 overs. So <laughs> Australia barely lost any points. So great next level play from Usman Khawaja. And bad luck to England, who are now uh, behind the West Indies on the World Test Championship table, despite the fact the West Indies have not yet won a test. And yet enough, not more proof that this slow batting is to Australia's advantage. Exactly. Great planning from Australia and congratulations to them on winning the Ashes uh, 18 points to nine please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors all right so this uh this episode is sponsored by my newsletter which uh will still be going despite the fact uh the ashes are over i uh i churned out more content than i could possibly uh ever hope to replicate <laughs> outside of an ashes series uh during during the the series but uh yes the, the and no one out there has possibly read it all yet so so you need to go back and have a good look through all of it and make sure you've read every single article and every single screenplay yes so you sign up for my newsletter at newsletter.liebcricket.com that's l-i-e-b cricket.com and uh yeah it's currently on a, a tiny little hiatus but i will be cranking up the content there again after a, a short break so if you sign up you can sign up for free you get uh cricket jokes and articles and things i write delivered straight to your email inbox or if you sign up for the paid option you can as kat says go back and unlock all the older content which slides behind the paywall after a certain period of time two or three weeks i can't remember how long and uh yeah so you can go back and read all that stuff uh, and you will also get, you know, uh, discount codes for everything I do, including a hundred percent off discount code. So that's that's free. Uh, and that's on that's on Substack, right? Where you can sign up. Uh, no, you sign up via newsletter.leapcricket.com, right. which is powered by Substack. So okay. it's a, but it's a, yeah, it's. it's it goes through my website. Powered yes. by Substack sounds a bit like some kind of burger mm. that you know you get from a fast food joint. Yes, yes. So but that's exactly what it is. It's burger-driven content, and <laughs> uh, yes, you can sign up there. Newsletter.leapcricket.com. And speaking of Substack. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
ECB marketing droid, and I have created the optimal form of trick. What's 10 times 10? How many balls are there in 16.4? What's the greatest cricket tournament the world has ever seen? The 100. The 100. The 100. The 100. The 100 is Substack meets Masterclass meets The Economist meets The New Yorker. Here we are. We're talking about The 100, of course. The 100 is back. The 100 is all of those things all mixed in together and that that's, it makes no sense to you. That is what The 100 is as well. That is exactly well. what The 100 is. Um, we did, uh, you know, The 100 started after The Ashes when everybody's brain was completely fried after that crazy series. So I don't think anybody paid any attention to the first couple of weeks of The 100. Mm. And now we're kind of looking up and looking at what's going on. We're going, how on earth can there possibly have been 12 <laughs> matches for the men and 12 for the women or whatever we're up to? And uh, the, the answer is uh, that there hasn't been because <laughs> about a third <laughs> of the games in both uh, competitions have been rained out. So uh, all this rain that was about that everyone said, why Why are you playing the Ashes in July when it's rain and it'll cost England England victory? It's just like you should be playing it you know, in August where it's always sunny. Turns out that it's not always sunny in August either. So no. uh, it's raining out the 100 as well. So, yeah, probably good good news for England that they did play the Ashes in July. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, you know, they probably Australia would have won what, 2-0 or something. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So there have been very few standout moments. I don't think we're even going to talk about any of no. it. No. no, no, there's been uh, lots of no results so lots lots of uh lots of weather weather problems and uh, not much fun not as much fun as the ashes no, no, no comedy no well there, there's been maybe one moment of comedy yes yes they have the, yeah i mean the, the problem is i think that despite all the incredible they work they did in the lead up to the hundred i, I feel like they've they've pretty much run out of gimmicks which mm. which seems impossible but uh they i mean they did try and do as you mentioned one tiny bit of co- uh comedy with uh some kind of retro chris gale wannabe <laughs> yep uh so some dude from love island was inexplicably doing post-match interviews love island is some kind of you know reality show where hot people go on an island and cheat on one another i I think 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 that's the gist of it Mm. uh anyway he uh was inexplicably doing post-match interviews and he decided that maitland brown was quote a bit of a barbie so uh great work from this chris gale wannabe yeah it's been done before yeah and also that that must mean has every cricket journalist gone on holidays after the ashes (laughs) because so they're just using random (laughs) contestants now from the worst reality tv show of all time yep i mean this this clown even pulled it out of varian on the the don't blush baby when she was a a little bit annoyed by his comments so he's he's just just pulling on the most tired material you can yeah. come up with yeah. um so yeah so the clearly the 100 needs spicing up a little bit and i was looking around there there are a couple of other t20 tournaments that have been going on in the vicinity and and yeah. the idea that i liked the best was uh from the lankan premier league mm-hmm. which uh had a snake wander onto the <laughs> ground D- Surely the hundred could do with more snakes. Yeah, I think that that would be fantastic. And just release a random number onto the ground. Yeah, yeah. Why not? And, and in this case, uh, if you go to have a look at the footage, the fourth umpire chases it <laughs> off the ground yep. just by stamping his feet on the ground. Yep. And uh, you know, he kept looking. If you look at it, he kept looking away. It's like keep your eyes on the snake. <laughs> got to keep dude. your eye on the snake. You got to yeah. keep your eyes on the snake. Yeah. And and if you you know if you're not game enough to bring snakes into the hundred, that's mm. yeah probably understandable. I guess I guess England people don't really get as much uh, experience with snakes as people in Australia or Sri Lanka or mm. you know South Africa. Uh, so yeah, but but they could take. Something. I, I don't think the snakes would survive all of that rain and cold <laughs> yeah. either. I think snakes prefer more tropical. But they need eels or something. No, they do have snakes in England. 
they and do. I know that they're not poisonous because yeah. I know that people from England are not that scared, not as scared as they should be of snakes. Yes, but yes. Uh, yeah, I, I think that snakes a bit too tropical. Yeah. So yeah. So um, sorry to say the hundred. Uh, I think you're you're done. We'll uh, we'll be focusing on we'll be retiring that jingle and we'll be uh, coming back with something else next time. Coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is gonna join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moller Award. Okay, here we are in the Muller Award, which is where we celebrate uh, ridiculous and excellent and funny and stupid things in the world of cricket. And what do we have first? We have the Australian cricket team mm-hmm. who are deciding that all of their famous players don't need to play matches anymore. Yes. They're going to do without them, thank you very much. Yep. We had Meg Lanning, of course, unfortunately unable to play in the Ashes. And now Alyssa Healy is out injured yep. and just about every famous player is out. <laughs> and so they're just playing with uh, the second best team in the world, which is the second 11 of the Australians. <laughs> yes. yes. So I, I think in the, the ODI series against Ireland, the Australian women played a match without any of Healy, Perry or Lanning for the first time since 2009 so that's 14 years uh since the we had a had a match without any of those three in there so congratulations to australia for finally ditching those those old hopeless players yeah moving on to a new generation and congratulations to australia to going pretty much straight from uh the ashes uh, into an island tournament yep uh, which is wonderful. And, and Australia is, of course, still winning those matches, those ODIs, uh, despite the fact that they're – well, one of them was abandoned, I think. Yes, yeah. Due to rain. Um, <laughs> yeah, presumably. Uh, rain and or snakes. Exactly. Yes. Uh, we also have uh, Zach Crawley. Uh, this is going going back to the ashes. We, we did catch Zach Crawley on camera cheating at crosswords. <laughs> so there was footage of him doing a crossword and then he would just turn to the back of the book and have a little bit of a look at, at what was going on. Uh, presumably he was just checking the answers were, which uh, – that he might have already filled in. That he do might you think? have already filled in. Yeah, oh, no, I'm not sure yeah. about that. Yeah. Anyway, a very baseball approach to, to crosswords, changing the way that crosswords are solved. Yes. Uh, he said later that they were they were fostering a dressing room environment where no crossword question is deemed quote too hard. Yes. So they're challenging the orthodoxy of solving the clues themselves. And when Baz first showed up, he said, the answers are right there. They're in the back. And uh, and they checked and then they were. So, yeah, <laughs> a, a great feeling for England to know that they can just be themselves, go out there, solve crosswords with abandon. And if they get it wrong, just look in the back. Answers are there. Fantastic. I wonder if Australia will learn from this because, of course, you know, Warner's been trying to do crosswords. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't know the answers are in the back. Has no idea. Plods along. Yep. H- half the speed of the England uh, crossword solvers. Yeah, they, half they the take speed. forever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, trying to wear out uh, the crossword makers. Uh, what else have we got here? Well, we have. Uh, we usually have a quote here somewhere from from Twitter, but this time there's no quotes from Twitter because Twitter doesn't exist. No, it's anymore. X. It's called X now, which is terrible. Yeah. But anyway, the the um, famous uh, atheist and scientist uh, Richard Dawkins, mm. uh, the toxic atheist, I think people call him. Uh, he often puts out little statements and asks people to discuss them yes. as if he's some kind of, I don't know, he's, he's, child emperor or something. <laughs> if you, Richard Dawkins says, if you asked a cricketer to fly through the air and throw himself full length on the ground, I think he couldn't do it, perhaps not even for a large bribe. Yet because there's a ball to catch, he can do it and he does it without hesitation. We see similar sights regularly in first-class cricket. Discuss. 
Well, the first thing I want to discuss is I think they could do it. If you <laughs> ask them to do it, um, yeah. I'm pretty sure pretty much anybody, especially if offered, a, I, I would throw myself uh, to the ground if offered yeah. a large enough bribe. Yeah. So I'm sure highly trained athletes would be able to do it. Could you so, do it full length is the question. Probably. probably. Like, it depends how much money you offer. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think uh, – I, I, I think the entire premise of his tweet or his ex what, – what are they called now? Posts, I think they're called. Posts. Ex-posts. Tweets. Yeah. I, I think the entire premise of his, uh, of his theory there is completely undercut you know, almost immediately. So not, not quite sure what he's talking about. It did uh, remind me, however, of, of a tweet that Dawkins put out uh, 10 years earlier when Twitter was Twitter. Uh, he also had this to say. This was after Broad uh, edged the ball uh, via Brad Haddon's pad to first slip and then chose not to walk. Mm. Uh, Richard Dawkins also piped in on that occasion. So maybe he pipes in on cricket matters once a decade. Mm. He said, Stuart Broad obviously knew perfectly well he was caught. Refused to walk. What a revolting cheat. I now want want Australia to win the Ashes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's a very strong has very strong opinions and I think anything that Dawkins tweets out is just an opportunity for people to say things that are cleverer than Dawkins yes, because of course yes. he's, he's famously uh, I don't know very very clever but anyway mm. uh, my, my favorite response to the uh, the full length uh, the full length tweet was Daisy Cutter who says uh, have I got some news for you about cricketers and large bribes <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful Daisy Cutter response. is a great follow Daisy Cutter is a fantastic <laughs> one of, one of the one of the best if you're on Twitter and you're not following Daisy Cutter you're you're doing Twitter and incorrectly. if you're on X, you can you can Even if you're well. on X, you can follow Daisy Cutter. Someone, here's, here's a couple of other responses. Uh, Lord Keck, ashes can bring even lost and dead souls like Dawkins back to life, which is a bit, <laughs> maybe a bit brutal. And someone called Peter Cleland who says, I'm a long way from a professional cricketer, but if you offered me a fiver, I'd happily jump and fall on some grass, which I think is very similar to what uh, you were talking about as well. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, um, Dawkins, uh, a strong front runner here for the for the Muller, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he's uh, also written a book disproving the existence of the spirit of cricket. So that's uh, very good. <laughs> and if not, that is a long overdue. Yes. Uh, we also had uh, also at the Ashes we had uh, this fantastic video which was found uh, by a Twitter account, an ex account called Jack Songs, and he somehow spotted in the background uh, Todd Murphy asking to borrow Alex Carey's binoculars and Carey basically telling him he can't, and then <laughs> poor old Todd. Murphy just kind of oh. putting up a finger and going, oh, okay, sorry, Alex. <laughs> just go back and, and sitting in his chair. Poor Todd Murphy. <laughs> yeah, go fund me for getting Todd his own pair of binoculars. Yes. I do have one final nomination. This one's just popped up uh, in the, just before we were recorded. Uh, so it's not, not just the Ashes or the 100 going on. We do have uh, India touring the West Indies at the moment. Mm. India won the two-test uh, series 1-0. Uh, they've also won the one-day international series 2-1. And now they're currently three. Three matches into a T20 series, which West Indies are currently winning 2-1. Uh, but the one I want to nominate here is the third T20, mm. uh, the start of which was delayed because uh, the players went out there getting ready to play and then someone had to look around and realised, wait a second, there's no 30-yard circle. <laughs> no one had bothered to draw it on there. So everyone had to wander off again and then somebody came out with, you know, a giant pair of compasses and drew oh. the circle, bit of a uh, bit of spray paint and uh, put that on and then uh, play was finally allowed to continue. So I quite enjoyed that, uh, the idea yes. that just a, just a tiny oversight there. <laughs> a little bit of an oversight. Yes. So uh, who gets the muller? Is it Dawkins or does 
someone else snuck up and overtaken him. I'm not sure that Dawkins believes in Mullers. No, he probably doesn't. No. Dad doesn't believe in the existence of Scott Muller. There's no. very little evidence of him. No, and, de- and there's even less evidence of, of Joe the cameraman or anyone no. else yeah. ever saying that comment. Yeah, so who gets it then if uh, it's not Dawkins? Oh, I think we'll give it to Dawkins. We don't care what he believes in, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So congratulations to Richard Dawkins. You have won the Muller, um, even if you don't believe in it. And I think that wraps us up, right? Yes, that's right. You've been listening to Dan Libke at, at Lieb Cricket on various mm, uh, on every social, social media, media every social media at Lieb Cricket, and Cat Jones at Cricket Back Cat. I can't mm. even remember which social media I'm on, but all presumably of all of them. Yep. And uh, you can also uh, go look for us uh, on Facebook, or you can subscribe to Dan's newsletter, mm. newsletter.liebcricket.com. Yes, yeah, so that's where you get all your post Ashes content, and we will speak to you all soon. Podcast Network.